Welcome to Time Played 3HR, a video game podcast where we play a video game for three hours and then talk about it. My name's Lockie. My name's Louie, and this week I played three hours of Cave Story Plus. Ah. Ah. Alright, let's do it. <laughs> Bring out three. How? Nihama? Well, hen how, Nina? Beautiful. I'm good, thank you, buddy. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, we could have done the rest of this podcast in Mandarin, but you know, we'll stop yes, it. We'll I'll stop s- it there. It's, otherwise, other people won't understand. We'll hold back. Yeah. We'll hold back. Yeah. Oh, so, buddy, another week's passed. Yep. <laughs> so, so here, here we are once again. <laughs> You're still in Australia. I'm still in Australia, you're still in England, we're yep. still awkwardly finding good times to do it. Yep. Morning for me, evening for you. Yep, there's something almost romantic about it. Absolutely. Mm. A long distance podcast. Yeah. How are yeah. you doing? How are you feeling? You sleepy? Uh, I'm, I mentioned earlier to you, to you I'm sleepy. You asked me, hello, been going out? Mm-hmm. I responded with, no, I'd been staying up watching Dragon Ball and... <laughs> playing Switch. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, half awake right now, but ready to smash out a good podcast about Cave Story. Cave Story, which mm-hmm. you also uh, replayed some hours of. I did. I played probably more than three hours. Oh wow! I have no. I've really lost track of. It's the time. How much difference. I played of that game? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I. I I mean, I, I didn't really ever start tracking it, and I was, like, playing it whilst doing other things at some point, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. fairly easy to get lost in Which uh, version did you play? Well, so here's the thing. I also played Plus. Ah. Just because it was half price, and I thought... Yeah, I thought, great, half price, I'll, I'm in. It was, it was you know, one of those little things where the stars aligned. Yeah. Um. So we both played it on Switch, Yeah. and... I was like, how, I asked you how much it was because you said you were considering playing it on Switch. Yeah. And you said it's fairly expensive. And when I went to check, it was half price. So I was like, it's yeah. almost too good. I also dropped my Nintendo coins on it. So it only nice. cost me like a fiver. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Safe date quid. <laughs> beautiful. Um, which is good. Yeah. Uh, so Cave Story, do you want to run people down what Cave Story is or... Sorry, yeah, Cave Story, I'll tell you what, know. Cave Story is kind of a mystery to me. Like, the history of Cave Story is kind of a mystery. Um, I know that it was, like, it's considered as, like, one of the early breakout indie classics. Like, that whole... Yeah. Can we call it's, it a movement? Like the, is that a movement? The whole thing of, like... I, people, I would definitely say it is. I mean, it's, and it's one that... I mean, it's one that definitely sort of... So, I, mean, I guess people have I don't know have people always been making indie games and just or has it always been just strictly I think people have in house development teams uh, people have been making like small games but I think the the there was like there's like I don't know there's people back in the 
eighties and nineties in the UK that made a bunch of crappy things that just released stuff for free or very cheap. And then yeah. you have, and then and like, I guess this, I guess like this the, is definitely in the sort of two thousands movement of indie yeah. games. And this this one came out in two thousand and four. So you know, PS two, Xbox it came one out in games came out in two thousand and four. It was really one of the earliest. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so I was, I was looking into this, and it, I was just you know slight Google search of in early indies games, and this said it was second on the list. Obviously, I'm sure there's a big range of games sure. around that time, but really nothing much. That's a, really that's, nothing much. For 2004, if you're right about that, that's like an insane... Yeah, I am. It, trust. <laughs> We've just both been wrong about <laughs> years before. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, but um, okay, well, this this says December 2004, so late 2004. Um, that's that's a real incredible thing. It's, a, it's suddenly a much more impressive video game um, mm-hmm. for 2004. Um, so Cave yeah. Story, did it, do you know about like its release? Did it just come out like as freeware in 2004? So I think that's the interesting thing about it is like its distribution because it wasn't put anywhere. You know, there was yeah. Steam wasn't a thing, no. I don't think. Maybe it was early. I, I think so. Um, and so, so I remember when I first found this, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's like a platforming adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of pixel art, but looks great. Um, and like when I first found this game, I think I just heard about it on the internet, and then just went to one of those random download sites, mm. and just downloaded it. Mm. And it was like, oh, I've heard it's fun. I, don't, I have no idea where I heard it from, but just downloaded it and started playing it. And in two thousand, and I don't know when I played it. Probably a few years after release. Um, it was just, like, a really great game that sort of came from nowhere, you know what I mean? It was, like, this weird little gift where you just discover it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's actually really good. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a gem. Yeah, I think what's really amazing about it is how, um, how, like, up-to-date and relevant its gameplay seems. It's still with, mm. like, the indie scene. Like, a lot of its, like, mechanics and stuff feel very much like someone's new take on something that someone's already done five times before in, like, the indie scene. You know what I mean? Um, mm. it has, like, I do, I do. It has some, like, smart, interesting, original, still original ideas um, uh, stuffed up in there amongst a bunch of other ones, which I guess have been, like, taken from Cave Story um, going forwards. So I guess it's a pretty important little game is it like a is it a big game uh in terms of like Like, its reach no sorry in terms of like the size of how long it takes to play yeah how long it takes to play it's not that big Hmm. so i looked up and it says it takes like on average six and a half hours okay okay that's interesting yeah um it's not actually quite as big as you think yeah, I think I've always been because I it's ever since I you've been able to buy it, it's always been quite expensive. I feel like I've always like seen it um for like over 20 quid um mm. on Steam and stuff and I think it got like a 3DS remake or it did apparently, yeah. And it was like they had added like a 3D thing to it. I don't remember. Um 
And it's been constant opportunities for me to buy it and been like, mm, I don't know if I really want to pay 20-something pounds for that game. It, it's a steep price point for, you know, something that came out in 04 and isn't that long. Yeah. I, I wouldn't pay, on the Switch, it's, it's 26 quid. I wouldn't pay 26 quid for this game. Yeah. And it is, as much as it's very good, that's a steep price. Yeah, it's a lot. Um. Cave Story proper, so the game, uh, you play as, what are they, your little robot boy? You're a little robot boy. You're, uh, start off, you sort of assume you're a boy, and they're like, oh, you're a robot, but you've got hair. Uh, so. (laughs) So who knows? Hey. (laughs) Yeah, make of that whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, you just, I don't, I don't really understand at all what is going on. In the world of Cave Story at this point. Um, right. Lots of random people just seem to be saying things. Saying names of characters that I probably just met two seconds ago. Um, and like there's... who Who's Sue? I don't know. Are there two Sues? I'm not I'm not certain about how many Sues there are. But uh, it's just, so it's a lot of like simple first name basis stuff that isn't going in. I didn't digest the world or it's or it's... Law. It felt like there was some law hiding somewhere in there. Yeah, it it sort of drops you off in the middle of a story. It seems mm. where, not to go into the story, but there's a bad guy doing bad things, and you sort of turn up in the middle of him doing these bad things, mm. and sort of are caught up through the characters around you. It's it's okay. The story's the story's fine. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think what is interesting about some of the story elements are some of the characters. I think there's actually some, like, great design characters. And, I mean, it's, it's interesting playing something like this and seeing the influence on things like Undertale. Oh, huge. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, huge. And, like, because, you, you know, it's, like, these monsters and these humans living yeah, they look together. So and being, like, brother and sister. And you see these creatures and you're like, okay, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot how how similar these things kind of are. Those like bunny looking creatures. Yeah, the little migmas. They look yeah, they look so much like the things you see in um, Undertale, and just like the mm-hmm. way um, it's not like as witty or, or snappy as Undertale by any stretch, but like the way the dialogue comes at you is quite similar in terms of pacing and style. I mm-hmm. think, um, um, and everything's kind of a little bit hard to grasp. Um, yeah, it definitely, there's a lot of Undertale vibes going on. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of walking up to characters, and I mean, I guess this isn't, uh, anything new, but, like, walking up to characters, and then them giving you little, little remarks. Yeah. About little odd remarks. So, I think, like, my, did you fight, see that little guy, is he in the graveyard? Yeah, there's a graveyard. Did, uh, did you talk to the little guy in it? I don't remember now. There's like a, there's like a three pixel sized guy who like walks across the bottom of the grass and you can just sort of see him moving across the grass. The smallest thing, and you, if you, you know talk to it, it's just like, what do you want? Um, I didn't go in a graveyard. It's right at the start. You would have. It's literally at the very start. Oh, okay. You get the key there. Oh, okay. The guy's Arthur's house key. Right, 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 right. Um. 
And also, one thing I love at talking about these humans and little monsters being related, I love how the uh, humans in this game, there are two that I came across, are very Japanese-looking, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, which is fun, because it's not something you see that often. Is it a Japanese developer, Cave Story? Yeah, so it's, it's a guy called, uh, who goes by Pixel, at least, mm-hmm. Daisuke Amaya. Oh, yeah. Um and he just made it in his free time. Incredible. I think it took him five years. Yeah. So he started in 99 then. Insane. Yeah. Crazy. Insane. Um, um, talk about like some of the gameplay aspects. It has some pretty interesting ideas. I think the most interesting one um, that stands out is the, the way the guns level up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, so you collect a variety of different like weapons throughout the game, um, and you level them up by killing enemies and you pick up these like gems they drop and you can get to like level four as max, but it's basically just the top of level three. Um, um, but you can also lose your level. You can lose experience by getting hit. So every time you get hit, um, basically the level of the gun goes down and it's quite, it's quite a, fast change up and change down um which is really interesting because i didn't realize that until like a few a, few, a little while in that that's what was happening really um, i was like oh because right. i was like wow i'm leveling uh, up this gun really <laughs> fast and then i like got to like level max level three and i was like huh i guess it's the max of this gun and then i got hit a few times and it went down i was like oh <laughs> oh I see. I see and it's yeah um it's interesting and i think that like um I guess it's like a solution to a couple of issues I could think of. One of them is that this game is a lot more explorative than um, your typical like side-scrolly action shootery game. Um, you go back and forth between areas quite a lot trying to solve these sort of simple um, puzzles. And so the idea of killing all the enemies to level up isn't actually necessary, only if you need to be have a powerful gun for the boss fight or whatever, do you need to be doing that? And otherwise, if you've already killed everything in your way, you can just kind of go back through them and not have to worry about it. And I, th- and I feel like yeah. it's probably a deliberate decision, like that whole thing. Um, yeah, and it's with that, it's, there's there are some definitely interesting things on that, like because each experience and power-up of each weapon is um, individual. So yeah. if you level up one, all the others will stay at zero. And if you get hit with one, all the others are unaffected. And when you have, like, quite a few guns towards the end, um, there are times when you just want to run through a big block of enemies because you can't be bothered to fight them. So you'll just equip, like, a rubbish gun yeah. and sort of run through. And if it takes a couple of hits, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But then on the opposite time, there were times when I really needed a particular weapon to be a particular level. mm and it was tough grinding out those few experiences to get that level. I'll get to that later. Go back to whatever you were saying. Um, well, that was that was just one of the... You can say whatever you're going to say now. <laughs> okay. Um, also, I, I wanted to say that I think like the weapon design in this game is really good. Mm, yeah. uh, there are a lot of... Every gun sort of feels like it has its own purpose. And the different enemies sort of force you to use them in different ways. Mm. And it's not done in a way that it feels gimmicky because you sort of can use every weapon in every situation, but there are definitely um, ones that feel like a lot more optimal 
and a lot more useful in certain situations. So it's not like a you have to. It's not like this enemy is only affected by this weapon. It's like oh, this weapon has falling projectiles, and I'm on a slope. Yeah, that's what I was going to shout out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. classics like there's a fireball gun, Mario. 101, you shoot them and you just have bouncing fireballs that fall down a hill. Yeah. And in this game, uh, you can only shoot straight. You can only shoot in the crosshair directions. Um, so if there's someone like down below you, at the start, it's actually kind of tricky to kill them because you sort of got to jump over them and mm-hmm. sort of shoot from above. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, you get that and it's very useful. And then there's sort of missiles that you can use to take out you know, big groups of people and do lots of damage, but you have limited ammo on that. And then there's um, sort of a bubble gun that you can sort of just make a massive set of bubbles around you and just sort of use it as a shield. And then there's the machine gun. Did you ever fly with the machine gun, dude? You can fly with the machine gun? You can fly with the machine gun, and it feels amazing. (laughs) It feels amazing. Yeah, they don't tell you. Um, I forgot about it and then discovered it by accident when I was forced to shoot down. It's got to be level three. Right. Uh, But if you fire downwards with the machine gun, it pushes you up. That's cool. It's very cool and it feels really good. Mm. Um, And did you get to the tower bit? The labyrinth Mm. tower? We have to climb a big tower and get to the top? No, I don't think I did. Okay, well, um, you get chucked in a tower and you have to get to the top of this tower. And it's sort of just platforming with enemies sort of distributed as you go up. And it's quite tricky. And I was, it's right after a boss fight. Mm -hmm. And I think I'd been left with, I was at like machine gun level 2.5. So I needed half a bar of experience. So I just had to get these few enemies experience just up to three. Yeah. So I could just start flying up this tower, no worries. Because it was actually it's really quite tricky platforming. So I spent a good five minutes just really trying to get every bit of experience I can. Uh, just to get the machine gun to fly up, no problem. Yeah. But uh, it, it And it feels great. Mm. So the way this guy uses weapons is very good. And you just cycle through them with uh, right and left bumper. Mm-hmm. Feels good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, um, one thing I can't sort of figure out is why I like games like this, but not Limbo. What is it that, because indie platformers recently have been a bit like, uh, I'm not into them, and then, you know, I play something like this, and it's Mm. like, oh, this is fun. What is it, the difference between, like, Limbo and things like Ori? Not that I've actually ever played that. Well, so you (laughs) might, you you might actually like Ori, um, because Ori is, (laughs) I think Ori is like a traditional challenging metroidvania platformer game um right so you might actually like it i think it's it's that to me it seems like it's something to do with um the systems you like more like complicated systems than like what limbo gets you and i think yeah you, you also, respond to like i didn't like the res- law i didn't like the story that limbo told sure but then you also didn't really like inside either uh yeah, well, <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I wasn't mad about it. No, I think I think I think often one of the big differences between you and I is the thing that you really need is like 
some level of to really get into a game i find you need some level of like complexity to the way the systems are built no i th- i think Not i just like need all the time but game, like gameplay that i f- i find engaging and i yeah, think yeah sure often on these games i think i can be slightly disengaged yeah by the gameplay i get that i get that like a game like limbo is kind of less about yeah. When was Limbo out? A long time ago now. 2000... Was that like 08? Uh, yeah, everything came out in 08. <laughs> That's true. Uh, 2010. Mm, okay. Um, Limbo yeah. game. But I wouldn't... I mean, I wouldn't say this is anything like... I don't think they can really be compared. Yeah. Um, How weird is it that it was released on Xbox... Was it really? Yeah, it was. First released on Xbox. Yeah, they did. Did you see that like Summer of Arcade thing? Where they did like a few really good indie games at a time. Bizarre. Um, and Limbo was one of the first ones, one of the first really successful ones with um Super Meat Boy as well. Uh, and and that's that was a fun one as well. That was a good fun game. Super Platformer. Meat Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I played too much of it, but. Yeah. Yeah, there's a game I I, I would kind of want to check out, um, and I was thinking about eventually suggesting it for this podcast called Gris. Have you heard of it? No, Gris. And it, yeah, and it looks like maybe the most. It looks so much like a kind of game I would like, and so much like a kind of game you would get bored of. That I'm basically yeah. I'm basically in your camp because <laughs> it looks like it's too much <laughs> that direction. It looks like it's. I haven't played it, so I know yeah. nothing about it. But it looks, I'm looking at it now. It looks like um might be kind of empty in terms of um, but I don't know maybe not. I mean that there'd be interesting stuff we could talk about. No, you problem know what you should play, like and I should probably just get you to play for three chart is um Celeste. What's uh Celeste would be a good combination between um sort of it's nothing like Limbo in any way, but it's like a platformer. It's like a proper like hardcore platform. It's very good. I think you probably. I'm looking at. I don't know why. Maybe it's like a pixel thing. Maybe I'm more inclined to play pixelated games than. I don't know. I think I've got this. Maybe, and I think it's probably bad. But this weird prejudice against overarty games that I feel focus too much on art. Sure, I understand. Rather than gameplay. No, I get that. I I think I feel that way about Gris, even though I haven't touched it. (laughs) That's why I haven't touched it yet. Did you play um, that turn-based like? Water painted game, water uh, watercolor painted game on PS4. It's something of light. Child of Light. Yeah, that was it. I never Child played that. Of light. That was a Ubisoft joint. Yeah, it was. Mm. Yeah, no, oh, that game looks really nice. I played Valiant Hearts, which was I think by the same team, or the same. And is it oh, the same so that was the World War World War Two one or. World War Wasn't One, it? I think it was. World War One, yeah. It was World War One. That game, that game. I forgot about that game. That game made quite a big impact, didn't it? That was also an early one. Yeah. That was one where people were always. It like, came oh, out around the same time as Child of Light, I think. I don't think. I think. It... No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're made in the same engine. Really? They're made in like the. Oh wow! Yeah, they did come out. To make um. Ten out of ten. Games. Mm. 
That came out in 2014. Child of Light. Mm. Came out in 2014 as well. Dude, check you out. I just remember them. They got announced at the same time. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, cave story. Cave story. Cave story. Fun cave game. Story. Yeah. I, uh, I, don't, I thought maybe um, the platforming was a bit sluggish. Yeah. But he's he's a he's a goddamn floaty little butthole. Um, yeah, and and who's a bit heavy, like a floaty heavy character, yeah. if it's possible. He's he's a bit of a challenge at times. Um, I found. I think I found. There are some things I found kind of like disengaging about the gameplay. The platforming was kind of one of them. Um, at this point, I think some of the save points were a bit archaic yeah, and in awkward places. They were in some random, like, why do I have to do this platforming challenge again to get to this boss fight kind of thing? Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, <laughs> skipping a cutscene in this game just fast forwards it. But it doesn't skip it, which is fine. But you know these things. Even, it'll do it. It'll do it. Like find the skip button. I feel like I pressed every button. It's really you got to hold X. Oh, get out of here! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you do it, you hold X, and when you do it, it'll just play it at triple speed. <laughs> but you know, if it's like thirty seconds long, you still got to wait like ten seconds. Yeah, it's still too much for a boss fight. Mm. Yeah. Especially when you get digged. Some of these fights are hard. Yeah. It's weird. It's like a lot of these fights I found I died at one or two times. Yeah. But then sort of always managed to mm-hmm. pull off like the third time. Um, yeah, I didn't enjoy the frog one very much. That was kind of tough. Yeah, the frog was a little annoying. That was kind of tough. That was just one of those ones where you like you can't quite see what the pattern you need to do is you know like what when yeah. am i supposed to hit you dude and i mean this is just like a skill thing but quite often as well i found so often at a time like that you'd get caught up between what weapons you're trying to use yeah that's i think definitely when the experience of the gun became most stressful yeah. was when you're trying to manage because you're just flicking through all these guns you're trying to see what weapon you're on yeah you want it to be third level Whilst avoiding projectiles. It's tough. And then, you know, you get hit by one, and then suddenly your gun's dropped from level three to level two. And then you're like, okay, now this isn't as good. Now I need to think about what I should be using. I'm going to swap again. (laughs) And it just, the cycle continues. Then you get hit because you're focusing on something else. And then that weapon, then you die. Yeah, and it's, but like, that is also a lot more interesting than just... My gun is at level four forever now because I play with it enough. Um, Definitely, it keeps you. On it's your a toes. good system, I think. Yeah, it's cool. I'm really, surprised really I haven't seen system. it more and stuff. Yeah, um, seems pretty smart. Uh, and what is really nice though is all those boss fights normally spawned uh, some ads, and those ads had chances of dropping health. Yep. So you could sort of stay keep yourself topped up a little bit during the fight, which has felt quite nice. Mm, mm, mm. Do you like... As well as dropping experience um, to level up your guns back up. Do you like, uh, like... Um, I don't know if I would call Cave Story a Metroidvania. Really. Mm. It kind well, of I, is. I'm always a bit, like, sus with this Metroidvania term because I've never played Metroid. <laughs> or Castlevania. Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> or Castlevania, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, well, so, I mean, I've I've seen gameplay of them, but so I mean, I'm trying to think of a Metrovania you've definitely played. You've definitely played a couple Metrovanias in your life. Um, but like, typically, it's like uh, some kind of an RPG-ish side-scrolling platformer in which you unlock abilities to like go back to areas you couldn't get through before. That's based. That's right. how I would sum up get a weapons and get weapons, and suddenly I can go through that door at the beginning of the level. Yeah. Um. Usually there's a map. classics such as Guacamelee. <laughs> Guacamelee is a Metroidvania. There you go. Yeah. There Nailed you it. go. Um. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um. I'm quite a fan of those. Um. And I don't know. They're really... very satisfying. What What do we play recently? That's kind of like that. Uh. That lets you go back. Once you unlock certain things. Oh, what did we play? We played it recently, I'm sure. Did we? I think so. Am I wrong? I don't know, man. Tell me, Louie. I don't know. I don't. Well, I throw I all that information out as soon as I'm done. Oh, uh, was I thinking of the Eternal Castle? Probably not. No, I don't think there's no. any. Venus. No. Do you, have you played any of uh, King of Hearts Union X? I've played it all week. <laughs> have you really? Yeah. Oh, bless you. No, I have not. <laughs> yeah. Should I be Play playing with every day? You should really log on and get that bonus before it's gone because 10,000 coins is a crazy amount. 20,000 coins is even crazier. I wonder if it's gone yet. Have a look. Download it. But Put yourself is... through the pain of sitting through a massive download. Do I have to sit through a tutorial first? Um, a little bit, but... It teaches you how to play, which isn't that bad. I suppose that's a good thing. Yeah. I suppose. It's not like a too, too painful experience, I found. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Cave story. Cave story. That's it. That's done. Cave story's done. Another one wiped off the... Ticked off the list. Put into the bank of done games. I've uh, I've got a video game for you to play next week. Dude, we're gonna run out of games one day. I don't think we are. They keep they just keep coming out. <laughs> it's kind of insane. People keep I mean, when we them. were first making lists, when we first were like, we should do this podcast. Yeah. It's like we're gonna run out of games, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. There's so many games out there. It's insane. All right. Um. Uh, what am I playing next week? Uh, I don't know if you. It's another one of those, like, kind of came out of nowhere. I saw a trailer for it a long time ago, but it's like a small indie game that mm-hmm. I've been waiting for that I imagine maybe has not flicked past your radar. Would Kingdom you like Hearts some... Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes. That little indie game, Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Would you like some clues, or shall I just tell you? Yeah, clue me, clue me. You never know. Okay, so it's um, it's definitely similar to uh, a game, another indie game we've played on this podcast. Okay. Um, um, at least what I've seen from the trailer, anyway. Uh, it takes place at university. Okay. And um, and it should really get the creative juices flowing. Oh, okay. So it's like Passport Two. <laughs> yeah. 
It is. And I, think. I don't I don't know what it is. <laughs> Tell me. Um, it's a game that came out the other day uh, called Art School with a Q. Art School. With a Q? With a Q. Where does that go? Uh, C-H. School. School. Wait. Oh, what? Drop the C-H. Yes. <laughs> Art school. Art school. <laughs> okay. Uh, look at that. It's... What's it called? Vibes. Art school vibes. Um, it's... Um, fuck, what's it called? What is it called? What's that dumb thing called? Um... Vaporwave the game. Uh... Uh-huh. Uh, That's how it looks. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, you're going to play that on your Mac? Okay, I can do that. And I think that'll be the last Aussie one, dude. Will it? That's exciting. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. So yeah. will you be recording in Australia? Yeah. Okay. But then after that... Then after that, we'll be back I'll be on regular recording in England. Yeah. Which will be any damn time we like. Absolutely, as long as it's within the week. Hey, this will be the first one uploaded on time. Well, that's assuming nothing goes wrong between now and... Yeah, true. I mean, you won't be... It'll probably take a while to be uploaded to... Oh, yeah. Dropbox. That's true. Like 40 minutes. That's okay. I got... It's not bedtime just yet. Okay. All good. Ready. Uh, this podcast goes up every uh, single Monday morning, hopefully, um, on iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Podcasts. We have an email, 3hrpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can tell us what you think of this dumb podcast we do. You can say anything you goddamn please. Um, have you played art school? Why not write in and tell us what you think? Because we really care about that. Um, uh, I think that's amazing. Everything. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my message for the day is... Um, I think uh, I prepared this. If you're, not, if you're not careful... Yeah. It'll fly by. Oh, dude. There you go. That was a lot. Have, maybe we should give little tips at the end of the podcast. Okay, I'll think of a tip for next week. Little life tips, like... Would you say that's a tip? Th- or is that more of no, a warning? No, that's... <laughs> that was... That's more dumb. of a, just a way to bum uh, A good out. tip would be, like... A good tip is, like... Uh... Make sure to put bleach down your loo once a week. No, no one needs to do that. You do. Cause Don't it, do that. Do that. Don't do that. I, I mean, clean your loos, folks. Just just give them a good scrub. We, we, that's what we should do. We should give tips, and then the other person has to <laughs> decide ultimately whether that's a good tip or a bad tip. So that's the first tip, and I'm going to say, Louie, bad tip. <laughs> what, to clean your bathroom? To use bleach in your toilet once a week. Every two weeks. Bad, bad tip. And Bad a scrub tip. once a week. Bad tip. And a spray once right. a week. No way. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, let's end this. Okay. All right, see ya. Goodbye.